Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Our guest today is David McCaig, and our topic is healing through music. David was born and raised in Victoria, British Columbia. In 2001, David and his wife Karen lost their only child, 14-year-old Joelle, to an undiagnosed brain tumor. David works as a quality service analyst for Community Living British Columbia. As a youngster, David played soccer and represented Canada in the national youth and Olympic team levels. His passions include singing, songwriting, and anything to do with snow. His greatest joy was being Joelle's dad for 14 magical years. His greatest challenge ever since has been finding a reason to get out of bed. Music helps. Welcome to the show, David. Well, thank you very much. Hi, David. It's great to Hi, have Gloria. you on the show. Thanks. Up there in Canada, right? Yep. Up there in um, balmy Canada. <laughs> Do you have snow up there right now? Uh, no. We're on the West Coast. We don't get a lot of snow, so we're, we actually have similar uh, similar climate to you know Seattle and a little bit uh, cooler than San Francisco, but a lot different than Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, David, um, we know your daughter Jolie died of a brain tumor when she was 14. That's right. Now, that was undiagnosed, right? It was. Um, and actually, it's going to be f- uh, six years this, sun- uh, this Sunday, the 11th, that wow. she had uh, passed away. And for about uh, a month leading up to her passing, her death, um, she was showing little signs of, you know, that there was something wrong. We thought it was maybe the flu or she wasn't feeling quite well, and uh, it sort of gradually got worse. It um, was went undiagnosed for a long time because she didn't have a lot of symptoms. You know, she'd um, not feel good. She'd want to come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd uh, throw up a little bit and maybe go back to school, then not come home. That, um, and then after about two weeks, um, the doctor realized that, you know, this isn't going away and we have to get things checked out. Um, and uh, then she spent about... Uh, six days at the Victoria General Hospital uh, pediatric unit mm-hmm. where she was initially diagnosed. There was something on her brain. They didn't know what it was. They assumed originally that it was a, a brain tumor, but they did some more intensive tests and they, and they sort of crossed brain tumor off the list and thought it was encephalitis. Mm. Um, either way, it was pretty, pretty devastating to see that um, the x-ray. Right. Um, so it was a week, a week from hell with a lot of sort of um, roller coaster emotions and whatnot. Um, they, so they treated her for that week for encephalitis. After the week, they did some more testing on her and realized the what they had done for the encephalitis wasn't making it go away. So we, they sent her off to uh, to Children's Hospital in Vancouver uh-huh. on the Friday, uh, still testing for encephalitis, but. Um, on Saturday night, things just started going downhill real fast, mm-hmm. and uh, she was um, terrified of going to sleep because she didn't think she was going to wake up. Wow! And awesome. uh, um, we could see things were just begin to fall apart, um, and uh, we sort of reassured her that she would wake up, but so she could sleep, but uh, uh, she didn't. She didn't wake up. Mm. My goodness! She so. How long was it from diagnosis to? Well, there was the, the autopsy only showed um, what it was, and that was a brain tumor. Uh-huh. Uh, so we didn't know it was a brain tumor until after. So she 
she passed away in in weeks. Um, it or it months? actually was one. It was a gradual buildup and then a strong finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, because it sort of gradually got worse, and, and the last last night, Saturday, um, things just really started falling apart. And, and mercifully, it, it was sort of one bad night, um, and uh, she was she was you know out of you know, gone or. You know, it's, but, we've heard other people tell us that they've had their children have been afraid to go to sleep and yeah. and uh, have passed away. It's, that's a difficult thing, isn't it? It is. Um, I, I, I asked what um, I asked the doctor what to look for if if things were, you know, if things weren't going well, if things really began to, uh, you know, fall apart and in, it's sort of incoherence or not being able to communicate uh, that made in a way that made sense. So I would sort of need to ask her questions. Mm-hmm. Originally, she would be able to ask the questions fine, but after a while, her, her answers didn't make any sense, and I knew there was something something right. wrong. Um, so, so you've got an anniversary coming up. We do this um, this Sunday, uh, March the 11th. Now, have have you written any music or poetry or anything connected with that? I have. Yeah, um, I've uh, recorded a CD in her memory. And um, most uh, most of the songs, or a lot of the songs, are about her. But a lot of the songs, most of the songs, are about love in general. Um, but it's called uh, Forever Fourteen. Mm, I like she that. Passed away when she was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and we, Heidi and I, both come to your website, and uh, which has Forever Fourteen on it and a picture of you. And uh, it's, it's really wonderful. I would suggest people go to it. It's a triple W David. Same name, com, and it is, and it's M C C A I G. We have got it spelled wrong on our e card, but you know what? We are going to make sure that we have that link on our. We put a. Uh, I will take responsibility for that. <laughs> uh, we put an extra. What did we put? An extra R in your name. Most people do that, Heidi. It's okay. It's McCaig. Most people do that. I'm thinking of changing my name to McCraig just to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, we have a wonderful picture of David when you go to the website there, and that Forever 14. Yeah. Um, I, oh. That's. You I was know. having a bad shaving day. <laughs> That's really wonderful. And then you go to his navigation, and you can click on his music. He's got Jolie's Gift to Me and Memories, Eternal Joy, Mona Lisa, and Betty's Girl. And the other thing is you can download Betty Girl, yes, which is great. And I love it. Your, your daughter's name is Joelle, right? That's how you That's pronounce right. it? Joelle. I loved My mom and I were looking together on the website, and we loved it. Her photo is behind the text. You can see yeah. her gorgeous picture. I, it's so Whoever wonderful. did that, it's really lovely. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, a friend, a friend of mine um, does websites, and he sort of works in that field, and he was able to draw together, you know, the people needed to get it done you know, really, really well. Yeah, and she's such a beautiful girl. She is. I've always come from a, a sort of a, a sporting family. Music wasn't in the picture, and I always... I always had this passion for music. And oh, yeah, you were a sporting guy because we noticed yeah, a, in your bio that you were a soccer player, right? Yeah, my dad played soccer, and, and he got us into soccer at a really early age. And uh, and so this, um, and nobody in my family or extended family really had any interest in music other than listening to it. Uh-huh. So um, I, uh, for whatever reason, I just had this real passion to create and, and express myself in music. So I began writing songs when I was a teenager, um, and I didn't play any instruments or anything, um, but I, I 
did pick up the guitar and learn a few chords, but you know I couldn't play very well. Uh-huh. Um, and when I was uh, 35, I I was diagnosed with uh, cancer. Ah, and, colon uh, cancer, right? That's right. Uh huh. And so I wasn't uh, at that time was a pretty grim diagnosis. Um, and what? So, and that was in the 80s. That was no, that was. I mean, the, excuse in, me. 95. Uh, 95. And your daughter was how old then, Joelle? Uh, she was a uh, nine at the time. Nine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't want to. And you were and you were told that you were going to die, right? Well, or yeah, it's mine. It, 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 not um, not directly, but um, the the diagnosis they gave me wasn't um, wasn't a really good one. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. I tried to you, know, you sort of look for different cues from the doctors in terms of what they expect, and, and the body language didn't really you know didn't look too optimistic. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, even though they wouldn't state so directly, it didn't look good. So you had to go through surgery. Yeah, I, I went through uh, surgery to remove the uh, the tumor. Uh-huh. Um, and they did a biopsy, and it showed the, um, the cancer had sort of spread to uh, different places wow. and, and whatnot. But um, so then you decided to start well more yeah, with I, your music, or I, yeah, I um, uh, right around that time I um, I started uh, taking singing lessons. because oh. I, I I felt you know it was now or never. You yeah, know? what a, a wonderful thing. Don't you love that, Heidi? You've got pain inside and you're bringing it out mm-hmm. with singing. I was just thinking that, Mom. I, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So it took me a long time. I mean, singing is, uh, it takes such a long time, but it was a passion that um, once I started, I couldn't stop. It's Well, it's all about the breath, too, isn't it, Dave? It's about, sorry? The breath, bringing in the breath when you sing and singing to right. the diaphragm. Because oh. Heidi and I know that one of the things that happens to people who have trauma is they stop breathing deeply. Mm-hmm. Your oh, breath. Yeah. And what a wonderful way to do that. Yeah, it, it was, and I would sing on the way to sing on the way to work in my car, uh-huh. and uh, you know I would sort of be oblivious to the surroundings around, around me until I saw somebody else singing in the car. <laughs> do I look like that? <laughs> so anyway, I probably did, but it didn't matter. Um, but eventually, my voice got stronger and stronger, um, and uh, by the year two thousand, I was actually um, sort of. Um, determined to be clear of cancer at that time. Uh-huh. Um, and a month later, I was re-diagnosed with uh, a second cancer, which was similar to the first one. Oh, my gosh. And so uh, I guess if I, I felt if I could do it once, I could, I could do it again, do mm-hmm. it twice. And, and then I, um, I just kept on singing, you know, so to speak. So you didn't stop. You just kept with the same I with the going. same thing. And, and yeah. would you sing, like, happy, uplifting songs, or was it a combination? Um, I would sing a lot of uh, a lot of my own material, mm-hmm. but um, um, a lot of songs that I love to love to listen to. You know, um, anything with a good melody, and it doesn't really matter what um, genre it is. If it's got a really catchy melody, then I'd sing it. You know, right. I would listen to the radio and listen to the oldies and uh, sing along with that. I mean, I love music because music brings can bring you in an instant to such a deep place. It's uh, it's absolutely unbelievable because when I, some, some mornings when I'm really having a hard time, you know, getting out of bed and going to work, and I and I get in my car and I, I have no intention whatsoever of uh, of singing or practicing my vocals or anything. But I would say, okay, look, just give it a shot. If it doesn't work within ten seconds, quit. So I give it a shot, and within about three seconds, I'm feeling, you know, a thousand times better. And mm-hmm. there's no no um, thought of me stopping at that point. Uh-huh. Right, and, and we have a lot of guests that say that they make, and we, we advise them to also make tapes, CDs, 
of time, of happy, you know, uplifting things when you want to have that feeling of things that connect you with the person that died that may be more emotional, you know, of different kinds of things depending on how you want to feel. And then we also suggest that you can make a sad tape. You know, if exactly. you, some people like to set a certain time, they light a candle, they put their tape on, and they have that time to, uh, they Agreed. compartmentalize a little bit, yeah. Or they can have happy things when they don't want to think about it in the car or whatever. But I love your idea of singing, certainly sing along. Well, Dave, tell us, were you going to play a song for us, right? We kind of have a tape recorder here by your, by your phone, and we we're do. going to hear one of Dave's songs. Can you tell us a little bit about the song before you play it? Um, yeah. Um, after my second diagnosis of cancer, um, I, you know, I kept on singing and getting way stronger and whatnot. And then within nine months, my, that's when my daughter got sick. Um, and so I was already doing music in a way to sort of heal myself. Um, but after my daughter passed away, um, it was a real sort of internal struggle uh-huh. to want to carry on or find a way to carry on. And um, um, that was um, through, you know, through the music and keep on doing what you're doing and, and writing, you know, writing song, uh, songs that, um, that about her. Right. Um, and uh, the idea of actually putting a CD together came about a year or so after she passed away. But I had written a number of songs that, um, um, that talked about this journey, and this one song in particular is called, um, it's called Joel's Gift to Me. It's about the music that, um, that was out from me, and uh, I knew it had to be used for love, because love heals. Mm-hmm. Love heals, you know, uh, through music. It can heal me, but it can also heal others. So if it's meant for love, then it's um, it's very healing. And so that's the uh, the song is about the journey of that uh, that process. Okay. So let me just get the old high tech. And give us the name again. It's called Joel's called Joel's Gift to Me. Joel's Gift to Me. Since I was 13, I've always had this dream. I thought it was a dream, but deep inside of me, wanting to be free, the beauty of my soul, which music really flows, a common source of peace, peace and harmony, allows my soul to dance in some hypnotic trance. With this harmony came also agony For the music of my soul Had no place to go Was trapped inside of me As the years fly My music made me dance My music made me cry At first it seemed okay Music was this way, I couldn't sing my songs, my voice was not that strong. As more years went by, the more my soul would cry, the more became the urge to have my music heard. I said, yeah, I froze, for I could not know the great internal fight, the battle of my life, the day my daughter died. Yes, one to well was gone. 
Which one? In a battle that had to be won. I knew I had to sing my song just to wait my grief to be overcome. I sang till my voice was numb. My voice grew stronger than it ever was. A little voice from above. My songs must be useful love Must be useful love A couple of benches actually around Victoria um, One was uh, put up at her school Her um, her friends from school Because this was a real shock to them Obviously mm-hmm. um, As well And uh, so they went around And this is she was in grade 9 at the time And uh, the, the friends went around Selling suckers at school, raising money uh, to put a bench on the school grounds with a dedication to her oh, on that's it. Wonderful. And so, actually, some of the you know the, some of the girls who are now you know 21 keep in contact with us. Oh. They've um, uh, through that whole period, they've um, they've really I mean they look after us as much as as much as anything. They would uh, some some of the kids would bring by uh, dinners, frozen dinners, and uh, they phone us to make sure that we're okay and. And uh, some of them have grown into pretty good, you know, pretty good friends. Uh, so, so you've stayed in touch with her friends. We were absolutely. wondering that before the show. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, there's some. Uh, there's a group of uh, five or six that uh, we've kept in strong contact with. Yeah, because Joey was your only child. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah and then you, you see you see them as as our um, our surrogate children. Daughters of daughters of the heart, as opposed to you know biological daughters. But mm-hmm. uh, we see them as uh, very very being very close to us. I like that, Daughters of the Heart. That's yeah, very, that's wonderful. Very, very touching. On, yeah. on Sunday, I'll be visiting her, her benches. My wife goes up to uh, uh, her favorite um, favorite beach on uh, in the world, which is called uh, Ralph Trevor Beach on, on Parksville, which is uh, halfway up the island. And uh, some of her... In Canada, uh, for our listeners. That's Vancouver Island, that's right. Um, and uh, so that's where her ashes uh, were spread. And mm-hmm. that, that to me is a little uh, too too much. <laughs> um, I uh-huh. deal with a lot, but um, I can't. Um... Uh, you're just stating something I think is so important, David, and that is that not the husbands and wives. Sometimes they see us as units or, and siblings, but the reality is everybody does their own thing, don't they? For some things, that people it's too painful yeah. to do one thing, and and you can do different things. Well, that's right. At the at her, um, I mean, planning for her memorial, I couldn't do any of that. You know, I just. I was going to ask you if you were able to, if you sung at her memorial, or was it too painful? I, I did actually. You did. Wow. I did. Yeah. Her, um, my wife planned the memorial. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I um, uh, wrote her, uh, wrote a eulogy for her, mm-hmm. and I, I sung, uh, I sung a song called uh, "Time of My Life" by Green Day. And very that was good. very, very symbolic for her because she loved that song. Mm-hmm. She loved singing that song, and so I, I sang that at her, her memorial. Now, did Jolie sing with you? Um, we, did, we, we did, actually. She would um, think of different little songs and sing along, and sometimes she'd sing some of my songs. It was really kind of funny because I'd be you know, um, humming different melodies that I'd come up with, and and uh, I wouldn't even know she, that she was listening. And then, you know, later on that day or another day or another week later, she'd be humming the same melody. So it was obviously something that she would um, uh, she would remember, and, and it was kind of neat just hearing this melody being hummed. Um, so, so you, she had a love of music also. At oh, time, absolutely! Right? Yeah, she was she was in um, she was really quite concerned when she was sick because her school was her, her class was planning a 
trip down to Disneyland, um, and she was in a band, mm-hmm. and she was playing clarinet. And she said, <laughs> Dad, make sure you bring the clarinet to the hospital because, you know, we're going to Disneyland. Uh, and uh, so she was really looking forward to that trip. And, mm-hmm. uh, so. yeah. Now, uh, how about your wife and your music? It sounds like she's very supportive of you. Uh, she, she is. Um, she's. Uh, she finds the music very difficult to listen to. Ah, okay. You know, um, and so therefore she's supportive, but uh, from a, from a distance. Yeah, Heidi was saying how it really gets to your heart, doesn't it, Heidi? When you talked about your daughter being dead, I had tears in my eyes. I was crying. I mean, that to hear that in a song, it's very powerful and it's it's hard to hear. Yeah, I mean that that was a wonderful journey you gave us in that last song. And if mm-hmm. people are tuning in, I would definitely suggest that they get, uh, listen to the archives of this show, wouldn't you, Heidi? Yes, like I said, music, there's nothing more powerful than music, and also the the download that uh, David has. With his music, well, David, we're going to have you do another song. Could you tell us something about it before we hear it? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a song called Memories. It's a song that um, you know when when you get older, things you know start hitting the fan sometimes. You wish for you know the innocence of youth and younger, being a child and those happy memories. You to those a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so this song is called Memories. Well, before you play it, tell me when did you write this one? Um, after she passed away, about uh, three years ago. So you wrote it about three. So she'd been Jolie had been dead about three years. That's right. When you wrote this song, right. and also I just wanted to say if you go to David's website, um, and we'll put it on our website. It's a triple W David Craig M C. Yeah, let me get without the M C C A I G dot com. Uh, he's got a playlist there, and also you can um, buy, purchase some of his CDs, and um, you can, as I said, listen to one of the CDs. And David, you said you had some giveaway CDs well, if people wanted to get in yeah, touch with I, you. Yeah, I think at this at this point, we're getting a little problem with David going in and out now. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I'd, I'd rather actually just sort of give them away at this point simply because I um, uh, I don't really feel want terrific about selling them. Um, uh, it's uh, it's something I just want to do for people just to, if people are having a hard time and would like a CD, then I'd love to be able just to give them one. All right. Uh, we'll give you his website and we'll also, it's, his, it's kind of a, a, a little complicated website. Do you want to give it to our audience? Well, go ahead. Yes. It is www. No, I'm talking about your email. Oh, Sorry. Email. Oh, yeah. It's D K as in Karen McKeg M C C A I G at with you know the A with the circle around it Shaw S H A W dot C A. So if you it's a little different because it's you know so Canadian based. Yeah. So if you'd like David to send you a free CD, you can get one through there. And you can also get in touch with us, and we'll give you, again, uh, his email. Well, David, uh, say what your song is again, and oh. then play it for us. Yeah, I just want to say my email. I can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. My email is down right now because we're having difficulty with a server, so if it doesn't go through, just be patient and keep trying. You can get in touch with us, thegriefblog.com. Okay. Okay, yeah, the song's called uh, Memories, and uh, it's about uh, wanting, you know, Childhood memories that you hang on to when difficult times uh, come come your way. Okay. 
And here comes memories. In my recent days, how so much has changed. So my mind wanders, it wanders, always wanders. My mind will walk back to memories, falling autumnly, falling gently from the tree, a gentle autumn breeze. Time and children form memories with tender hearts that only see a magic like me. But the memory that's not Christmas Eve was not supposed to be, but filled our hearts with glee. The memory to which the only trees leaves its faith and suffering. Memories was wonderful, wasn't it, Heidi? Beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, but what a treat to have uh, this on the show. And people can get your CD. Uh, they can uh, email us through the grief blog, and we'll give you uh, them your email. And if they want to hear a special download song, what's the name of the song again that you can get through your uh, through triple W David um, dot com. Um, make sure you spell that name right, mccaig.com. And I'm sure you can be Googled with that name, too. Um, and what's the name of the song that can go on to your site and download? It's called Betty Girl. Becky Girl. Yeah. And I mean, Betty Girl. And it, it is, isn't it a song about going to Disney World? Disneyland? Uh, yeah. It? Yeah, it was. It was about all her dreams. Betty Girl's about mm-hmm. all her dreams that she had. Um, now you called her Betty Girl? Yeah. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's, it's it's the name that sort of came to mind as I was writing the, the song. Oh, okay, okay. But you didn't call Joelle that as a nickname or oh, anything? No, else? no, okay. no. Betty, Betty Girl is almost like a symbolic. Right. Or go, you know, you, you, go, you go, girl, you follow your dreams, and you can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, I like that. And um, you can get his CD, wonderful, if you have enjoyed his music. And he says that you can get it free, but I wouldn't mind buying one from him. Would you, Heidi? Not at all. I'd love to. Oh, I'll just mark the price up big time then. A <laughs> <laughs> special price just for you two. <laughs> no, I think uh, it's really wonderful. Well, 
I wanted you to talk just a little bit about, um, I think one of the things that I'm, I'm feeling now is that it's the creativity that keeps us alive, would you say, or brings us new energy? Um, I, I think when you, when, you have, when you go through something like this, originally um, your, your energy, as, your spirit, um, it, it, it dies, your mm-hmm. energy and everything, your whole wanting to live. I mean, there was a whole process that um, originally I just wanted to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that if people are listening to me now, um, they think, well, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't as bad for him. But it was, it, was, it was the worst thing imaginable that I could, you know, it was worse than you could imagine in terms of um, what I thought of. When I thought about losing Joelle when she was alive, I could never imagine um, that it could have been horrible as it was and I I um and I thought it could you know I thought it was horrible to begin with but she was the most precious gift you know I and I knew that when she was alive I just knew that she was such a gift and I I just consider myself the luckiest man alive because she was my daughter yeah, I'm so glad you said that uh, David because I think sometimes Heidi and I um uh, some people um uh, We'll wonder. It's been 23 years for us, and uh, and maybe we're a little too light, or you know, and, and music uh, does energize you a little bit, don't you think, Heidi? Well, yes, and I think that it's so important for David to let people know the reality of what it was initially like for him, because right now you're in a, a different spot than you were, right. I would say, the first year or two, and. Like you're saying, it's such an indescribable pain that you didn't even want to be on this earth, and I think no. that's such a normal way to feel. No, and and you know you have this this grief, and you're you're basically along for the ride. I mean, you you can't. There's no shortcut to the grief. Mm-hmm. You know, the grief is going to take you and drag you, and it, you know you have to follow the grief. Um, and eventually, thankfully, the grief the grief itself will get tired. You know, one of the things, the grief will get tired, I like that. Yeah, sometimes uh, after a while you get bored with some of the things that you're doing and, and you know, are able to give them up because they become so repetitive and so... And so exhausting. Exhausting, yeah. It is. It is exhausting. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I like, David, is that we have a lot of men out there who um, haven't had people to talk to or... Do you think part of um, your music has been a man being able to put into words... Um, you know, because men oftentimes don't get the chance to do that. Um, could be. Um, I've always thought I was um, a little, uh, you know, I never really sort of bought into the, uh, boy, you know, you're, you're a guy and um, you should keep your feelings bottled up. But I know I know it's out there. I know there's a lot of guys that have a really hard time um, um, with their, you know, emotions and feelings. And I'm just saying, look, you know, um, we have emotions and feelings uh, for a reason. And, Did you go out and sing? Do you sing publicly? I do. I certainly do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I'm in a band right now. Yeah. Yep. Now, where would people go to hear you? Uh, actually, it's, it's, it's a band form through work that we, um, we, do, um, uh, we do sort of uh, benefits for uh, societies and agencies within our own organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's, 
um, it's a lot of fun that way. But there's one song in particular that I've written that's being recorded, and it's called My Mother's Day Gift to You. It's, uh-huh. it's called what? It's called My Mother's Day Gift to You. It's okay. not on the CD, mm-hmm. but it's going to be uh, it's going to be downloaded for free on the Compassionate Friends of Canada website. Oh, very good. Um, and it's about all of the all of the th- all of the things that um, uh, Joelle would want to say to her mother that she can't say. Mm-hmm. And so I'm. The song is about those, you know, uh, about what she would want to have her mother hear on Mother's Day, and it's mu- called My Mother's Day Gift to You, and it's actually being recorded through down um, in Los Angeles. Um, there's a producer from Victoria who's working down as a producer in, in Los Angeles, and his his I know his father, and so it's going to be uh, recorded and, uh, put on the, the Compassionate Friends Society of Canada website. Well, David, how about if we have you call in on our show and get us and get to hear a piece of that uh, on Mother's to. Day, the show that's around Mother's mm-hmm. Day? How would that be? I would love to do that. That's fantastic. Well, I would love to have that happen. And you know, it's almost time to close the show. And I wanted to ask you: Have you got any advice for our folks out there, um, or men, or about music, or anything that you want to say? Um, though it seems like. There's no possible way to carry on. Um, that that will change. As difficult and as hard as maybe you don't want it to change because you've lost your child and you don't want to let go. But it's not about letting go. It's about it's about carrying on. Um, and there is hope because if you you know work through the grief and love in your heart and uh, um, uh, and just carry on, time will. I will allow you to heal. Uh, that's hope. And I, I could never have thought this possible, but it, it is. And I, you know, I, I, will, I would have been the last person to say this six years ago. We had uh, someone uh, email us recently who said, um, "You, you know, you say on this show you've made it, and so um, we've made it, and so can you." And and she emailed us and said, "I'm holding on to that. I, I really believe you're telling me that, and I believe you." And boy, we remember when we were there, don't we? Absolutely. And you do have to reach out to others that have been there because you don't know how you're going to get through it. Yep, absolutely. Well, Heidi, um, I wanted to thank David uh, so much for his music, don't you? Thanks, David. It was wonderful. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com. 